Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is sponsored by nonprofit Professional Performance 360 magazine. Hi, this is Paul Lemberg, and I want to welcome you to Orchestrating Success with Hugh Ballou. This podcast is all about ways to redefine leadership as a pathway to increasing your business or nonprofit income. Now, here's Hugh with today's session. Hey there. This session of Orchestrating Success, Converting Your Passion to Profit, is an interview with my longtime friend, Kelly Holmes, longtime friend whom I haven't seen in a number of years. And we just connected on email and said, let's tell people about what we need to know to get outside of our office to connect with those people that are so important to our business, but we don't know. We call it networking. And Kelly, welcome to my podcast. Thanks, Hugh. Wow, fantastic to be here. Great to see you. Don't you love technology? We can see each other with being thousands of miles apart. It is yeah. great. I'm in Virginia, and you're where in California? Just outside of LA in a little sleepy town called Laverne. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we're in the South. We think California is another country. <laughs> Sometimes in California, we think California is another country. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, Kelly, um, your company, tell us, tell us your company name. It's a really cool name. Team Referral Network. Team stands for the motto of together, everyone achieves more. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and um, what does this company do? We primarily help small business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, independent contractors, those that are in some way, shape, or form responsible for generating their own success. We help teach them how to network effectively, build great, valuable business relationships that can build and grow their business. And it's really through the power of relationships and referrals. We're really known for networking groups, networking events. Um, so our kind of marketing path is through the word of mouth and networking opportunities. Awesome, awesome. And um, there's a crossover here in that I teach that leadership is basically building relationships. Mm -hmm. And I talk about the pathway to, to revenue is built on relationships. Absolutely. And, and communication is based on relationships. So there's a, there's a hand in glove with my methodology and what you actually do in real life. Um, so how did Kelly get interested in building this, this networking business? You've been doing this, what'd you say, 19 years? Uh, no, 15 years. We just celebrated our 15th anniversary last week at our signature event. It's an annual event, but last, year, last week's event, we turned into a 15th anniversary celebration. And, um, and I've got a very typical entrepreneurial story of, you know, 15 years ago, uh, knowing that I loved this type of business and working with entrepreneurs and knowing that there was a lot of networking groups and networking choices out there. How do we build a better mousetrap, so to speak? And 
decided to start Team Referral Network um, based on the premise not only of networking and relationship building and referrals to grow your business, but how to insert better technology. You know, 15 years ago, it was a little bit different picture in terms of the technology landscape, and we were able to be uh, pretty cutting edge with what we brought to the table. Um, and then to put heart into it um, by working with nonprofits. So um, we've opened, you know, hundreds and hundreds of chapters of Team Referral Network, and our goal is to plug in a nonprofit into each of those chapters, donate the membership to them, teach them to network and connect them to a great group of business people in their community to further their organization. So it was adding the community outreach plus technology on a traditional theme of networking groups and networking events that started Team Referral Network. I love it. And what is your secret power that brings energy to networking? Well, you know, my personal philosophy is a lot of people confuse networking with relationship marketing. Okay. Networking is usually the act of getting yourself out there, connecting with people, making kind of that initial, uh, create that initial opportunity. Um, but the real secret power comes after your networking and that's how you follow up and that's how you make a connection and build on a connection and continue that conversation and then build a relationship that then helps you achieve the success that you're looking for. Rarely does it happen where you go out to a networking event or put yourself out there in a networking environment and you walk away that night, that day, that afternoon with, you know, business in hand. And so um, sometimes people are confused as to what their networking results should yield. And, uh, but I believe the real results come in the relationship afterwards. So that's kind of my secret power of effective networking. I like it. I like it. We're really... Um, you and I hit it off when we first met. We did meet at a business growth conference called CEO Space, which is yeah. a different kind of networking event than what you do. But it, uh, you and I had several conversations. I believe you you taught there. I've taught there 54 times in a row. Um, but but um, networking is not something. Let's talk about the leadership components of networking here. Um, I've heard you say it's not a natural act. What does that mean? You know, um, a lot of people think because I'm so comfortable being out there networking, you know, you've probably observed me in a room full of people. Um, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with the process of meeting people, connecting with them, making them feel at ease and, and having a conversation with me. A lot of people think I was born that way. That's just a natural way um, that I conduct myself. But the um, opposite is actually true. I'm, I'm actually quite shy um, in, and very personal and uh, am not really a natural born networker and, and most people aren't. Um, it really is a skill if you wanna become effective at it, if you want it to help yield results in your life and, and help you in your success. Um, networking is something that has to be practiced and you have to understand what the skill set is and then where you have room for improvement and then how you go about improving uh, your networking skills. And sometimes it's a matter of just jumping in and doing it, but other times it's getting finer points from experts in the field of networking as well. Um, but it's uh, it's not a natural born trait for, for most of the population. You said that you were, I, I, I agree. Um, People have noted that I know how to work a room. It just sort of comes naturally to me. Um, and I really care about people and I connect people. So mm -hmm. it's it's part of my DNA. And having served in church music ministry for 40 years, 
it's mm -hmm. all about building relationships so people want to show up on Sunday and uh, work on your baton of abuse, do this, do this, but it's fulfilling. When we actually go out there and network, my church in Atlanta had 12,000 members and mm -hmm. you know, networking was a primary part of my, fundamental part of my job. Now, you mentioned in that explanation that you were actually a shy person. Now, Garrison Keeler defines shy people as people who are radically polite. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference, I understand, in being shy and being an introvert. Uh, shy is, is just kind of being on the sidelines, but an introvert is how you, you gain your energy, regenerate your energy. Now, when I'm in a room of people, uh, by the way, I'm an extrovert, duh. When I'm in a group of people, it generates a lots of energy. So after a two-hour rehearsal at night, I'm, you know, I've got adrenaline for hours going yeah. because I'm really mm -hmm. pumped up. Now, others who are introverts, that really drains them. So after that, they crash. Right. So, so is it hard? Is it, is it an advantage or a disadvantage to be uh, an introvert and, be, and try to network? Well, it's interesting. I'm definitely an extrovert. So I should clarify that. I'm actually truly probably more shy um, in terms of really when I was growing up, I did not enjoy um, just putting it out there and, and being the center of attention or any of that. I left that for a lot of other people, but I later developed the skills to be able to feel very comfortable on stage. You know, I speak in front of, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, it's not a problem for me any longer, but the very interesting element of what you bring up here is one of my business partners who is a franchise owner for Team Referral Network in multiple markets, Stacey O'Byrne, best-selling author. You may have met, met her also at CEO Space. Um, Stacy and I speak a lot at tandem uh, tandemly together at events, and she is an absolute introvert, and I am an extrovert. And so we approach the room very differently. As an introvert, Stacy's very effective. She'll arrive early. She will put herself in a position at the networking event where people will come to her. So, as an extrovert, I kind of, I'm, I'm always arriving a few minutes late. I like the stage set before I come in. If it's possible to make some kind of entrance, that's great, okay? And I'll come in and I do what she refers to as the flutter by. I will flutter by all the people in the room, making connection, learning who they are, connecting them, you know, getting information about them while she very much stays stationary and has people flock to her. And as an introvert, that's how she effectively networks. So you and I being the extrovert like to work the room. She as the introvert likes to plant herself and have people come to her. And by her personality and the information that she is sharing with people and the connections that she's making, she actually has a very commanding audience that come to her at networking events. And it's a, it's a fascinating thing to watch happen. So our, our preconceived ideas about being an introvert or extrovert aren't necessarily true. Right, exactly. That's fascinating. Now, mm -hmm. sometimes people judge us unfairly when we're really gifted at getting out there and being connected and they, they think we're over-functioning from our ego. What do you, and, that, and we're not really doing that. So sp speak to that. If they're sitting there and they're not connecting because of their own lack of skill, and they're starting to think about us being egotistical. 
um, how do we prevent where we really can't prevent it? So how do we deal with that feeling? Because sometimes I talk to people and they say, well, I don't want to get out there because it seems like I'm egotistical talking about my stuff. And mm -hmm. that's probably a wrong idea, wrong concept of networking, right? Well, it's, it's interesting. I actually do take the approach when I'm networking that I do always make it about the other person. So if you were to engage in a conversation with me at a networking event, um, whether it's something as simple as say, you know, a chamber function that has a hundred business owners there, um, or it's a large scale business expo or trade show that may have thousands of people there. If you were to encounter me, and again, that's just my personal philosophy, when we meet, and, and Hugh, you may remember this about a conversation that we initially had, my focus will always be on the other person. So I'll introduce myself. Hi, I'm Kelly Holmes and I'm with Team Referral Network and I very rarely ever give my title as founder or CEO of the company. I'll just say I'm Kelly from Team Referral Network and who are you? And then it, I proceed to say, you know, what do you do? Why are you here? Who are you looking to meet? Um, you know, what is it, you know, what, what city are you located in? I'll start spinning the internal database in my brain of who could I connect this person with? How do I help them uh, with their business? Um, just immediately, let alone then when I disengage, I always try to make the opportunity for us to follow up. You know, so I have somebody to introduce you to. I'd love the opportunity to continue this conversation. Would it be okay if I, and then fill in email, call, text, you know, whatever your preferred choice is of communication. And they love that because it, you made it about them, they remember you, right? It's how you make people feel that leaves the lasting impression. And when you do talk about yourself, you don't always leave the other person feeling like they were special. And I guess the shy, extremely polite person inside of me wants to make them feel special in my networking attempts. And so that's how, that's how I've always conducted myself. And so that's, uh, you know, probably back to that question of my secret, because I always get them to take my calls and my emails and my texts afterwards, which is the goal, right? To continue the conversation and build a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And what I've experienced in some networking groups is just the opposite. People come in, want to tell you all about them, and they never ask you about you. Mm -hmm. And what you mm -hmm. just demonstrate, which is so brilliant, you continue to ask about them. And then when it's your turn, or probably it prompts them to want to ask about you. Do you find that to be true? If they are polite people, they almost invariably want to ask about you. And, and oftentimes, again, I'll redirect it sometimes back to them. I'll share a little tidbit about me and, and something that I think might be of value to them to know about me. And then I'll shift it back to them again. And, uh, and, and but it, we'll eventually get around to knowing each other if the relationship opportunity continues. And quite honestly, if it doesn't continue at that point, there's not a lot of value to that connection, okay? It, you know, people don't go out of their way to help another person be successful when they barely know them or met them for a few minutes at a networking event. And that's the big myth out there. If you ask an entire room full of business people who go out and network and you say, how many of you are getting all the results you want from your networking activities? There'll very rarely be even a single person in the room who will raise their hand because they're expecting results from networking and results come from relationships. 
Say that last line again. Oh, good Lord. Okay, results <laughs> do not come from networking. Results come from relationships. And, and that's so spot on with, with where I am is leadership. If when I spoke about building a choir, when I first went to this church in Atlanta, they greeted me by saying, um, we've just lost 200 choir members. And so I built back the group because I built relationship with people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And fundamentally, we make money in business because we solve a problem. Mm -hmm. that people won't buy from us until they trust us and they feel like we care about them. Right. And there's a, there's a relationship piece there. We have mental capital. We have really good stuff. But mm -hmm. we want to push it on people. We want to create money out of it instead of in between the intellectual capital and the financial capital is relationship capital. And yes. so the leadership piece of what you're I always look at, that's my area. You ask a surgeon if you need surgery, they'll, they'll say yes. If they mm -hmm. ask me if we need leadership, it's yes. Um, everything stems, what you're describing are, are very developed leadership skills. Mm -hmm. And leadership, we don't think of leadership correctly. We think of it as about being the boss and telling people what to do. Right. In reality, mm -hmm. leaders are people who make things happen. And we right. influence others. And you've greatly influenced so many people. How many chapters do you have around the world? We've opened over 400. And I love the way you say around the world since we are now in the Australian market and soon to be in the Singapore market. So thank you for that. <laughs> it's an international team referral network international. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, people are people everywhere you go. Um, so part of your 15 year journey is figuring out the mechanics of it. But a large part of it, I'm willing to bet, is you building relationships with people who know that you care about them and there's a win-win uh, in, in, the, in the collaboration. It's, you know, it's a network, but it's really a collaborative thinking piece that, that you're promoting, isn't it? It is. Um, education in and of itself is a big part of our program. So we insert it into every single weekly meeting and other networking events that we put on. Um, it's really our goal to kind of help that entrepreneur get out of their own way um, and, and be able to build those relationships to be successful. Uh, and it, it takes a lot. I got, a, I got a great team. I have a lot of franchise owners um, who are franchisees for Team Referral Network. We became a, a franchisor in 2012 and um, started opening up new markets outside of the corporate owned area. And those people I rely on very heavily. And then I have a a great staff and a great group of directors who help build, grow, promote, and nourish and nurture Team Referral Network as well. And we talk about leadership, you know, really empowering those people that surround you um, is, is the job of a leader. You know, my, my job is to really empower them to be able to do the work that they want to do and is philosophically aligned with what we want them to do. Um, and, uh, and when you are surrounded by great people, I think you really feel that and see that in the decisions that they make and the leaders they become. That is so good. We develop leaders on teams. That's what you gave is my short definition of transformational leadership. It's building a high-performing culture. Um, so what are, the, what are the things that leaders need to learn the most the Dun & Bradstreet study in 1995, which by the way, hadn't the statistics haven't gotten any better, but their study showed that 90% of entrepreneurs fail because they don't have the ability to run this business. They call it manage. I, I think it's leadership. It's the ability to run it. 
One of them is we get so buried and you just describe the art of delegation. You find good people, you give them worthy work, you define what the outcome looks like and you get out of their way basically is what I, mm -hmm. I, I heard embedded in your, your description. Yes. Was that, did I, did I get it? Absolutely, totally accurate. Mm -hmm. All right, that's good. Those are all really good leadership traits. So leaders are, are bound because we're doing too much. I've, I've created a new sequential program for entrepreneurs called Unbound Leader. And we get, we get bound up by our own shortcomings and our own lack of vision. So what I've done is create a sequential program for people to know how to do everything they should know when they really don't have the skills to run a business. Besides that, we, we get sucked under underwater here with uh, being overcommitted and overfunction for our team. And we don't really get to network. When we do, we're frantic because we got to have business. And so there's this anxiety that comes across and really creates negative, uh, negative influence with people. It really repels what we're trying to attract. So let's go to the prescriptive mode. What are some things that leaders do wrong? And what's the, what's the flip side? What should they do to correct it? What are the top things that leaders do wrong when they think of networking or they actually try to do networking? And what's the, what's the way to fix it? One of the very common things, themes that I see out there with people is they don't do enough research on the events that they are actually participating in. They oftentimes hear of a networking event and triggered in their brain some places, I should go to that. Um, but my question back to them would be why? You know, is it the right audience? Is it the people you want to network with? Is it going to be meaningful to your business? Oftentimes we're taking the shotgun approach if we and you know, create enough activity will somehow magically get results out of it. And I found that most people, uh, you know, spend more time researching and thinking about what they're going to do for dinner than they do for their plan in terms of networking. It, it's, it's true, right? It's true. And, and I'll give you a great example. I was up um, a year or so ago up in Utah at a networking event. We, I was invited to speak. Um, room full of people, 75, 80 people, and part of the meeting was meet and greet beforehand, so everybody's standing around and meeting each other and talking, and I was with a gentleman who introduced himself as the owner of a biomedical company that tested, I hope none of your audience is eating right now, but tested bodily fluids for a variety of things, from, from drugs to allergies to pregnancy to all of, all of the things in between. And I said, oh, I said, well, what are you doing here? You know, and he said, well, I came to hear you speak about networking. I said, that's great, but did you, are you thinking you're going to meet somebody here? And he goes, yeah, I'm looking to meet some people. And I said, well, who are you looking to meet? And very specifically, he went on to share that he was looking for doctors who own medical groups. You know, you belong to a medical group maybe for your own medical needs, okay? Mm -hmm. And at some point, those, you know, 25, 50, 100 doctors that are all part of this one medical group is owned by either a group of doctors or even sometimes often one person who owns that medical group. And he was looking to network specifically with those people. And I said, do you think you're going to find them here at this general small business networking event that I'm speaking at? And he said, no, I guess I won't be meeting them here. 
And I said, no, this isn't the best networking choice for you. I'm really glad you came here today. And clearly we were meant to meet. And clearly I have an opportunity if you're open to coach you and let you know that you should be looking at the American Medical Association's networking events. You should be looking at charitable golf tournaments that focus in the medical community. You, you know, And so I gave him kind of a litany of where to go and research networking events, but he hadn't given a single thought to the fact that he wasn't either going to be directly networking with a potential client or networking potentially with even people who serve his potential client. And so technically he was in the wrong networking event. And that's what I mean by people do not plan out and strategically think about where they need to network, who they need to connect with, let alone the actual act of it and the follow-up that comes afterwards. So that's about events. What other ways are there to network? So you have, uh, you know, there are many networking choices out there. You know, one of our biggest things that we do with Team Referral Network is we do weekly networking groups. So joining some kind of group, and there's everything from non-category groups, non-category exclusive groups where you would go and there could potentially be 10 real estate agents in the room and 20 insurance people and five, you know, dentists. Uh, there's exclusive category networking, which is what Team Referral Network does, where we, in each of our chapters, only have one person per business category. Um, there's regional events. There's educational workshops. There's conferences. I mean, networking can be done virtually anywhere. I mean, I'm probably guilty of networking at my child's softball games. I know I'm guilty of it, okay? Mm -hmm. um, you, you networked with your 12,000 people at church, you know, um, I network, I sit on the board of my kids' um, uh, high school, and, you know, I network with that group of people. Um, again, I might do it because it's my, you know, kind of way of life, um, but other people can certainly incorporate it in virtually almost everything they do without being um, overbearing. It's, again, about building relationships, learning about each other, having a natural um, inquisitive nature to find out who they are and what they do and what they need in life, and, and it may or may not be something that you can help them with, but you'd be surprised at, as, a, uh, as a leader and as a natural resource to help connect people. Um, they really appreciate it. They really do. I am, um, this is a big topic and I'm, I'm thinking about not bringing it up, but I'm gonna bring it up anyway. Um, social media is, is a form of networking that I observe most people do poorly but it sort of reflects how they show up in networking events. Mm -hmm. I, I'm Joe, I'm a financial planner. How about less, less meeting and I can talk, I can analyze your finances. Well, I don't want you to analyze my finances. Right. I, just, I just met you. Mm -hmm. um, that was an example of just pull out of, out of my hat, but mm -hmm. um, probably the way people do networking in person is how they do it on social media. Is, is that somewhat true? I would think that that is probably pretty true, although I will say I just think flat out most people don't know how to do social media in a way that's going to build and grow their business. Um, it, it really depends on what you're looking for out of your social media. So if you're looking for true business growth out of social media, you really need to work with somebody who knows what they're doing um, to, to get you on the right track. If you're looking to make a connection and build relationships, um, then you can be a little more casual in how you do your social media, again, in my opinion. Um, but, but I'll share, you know, if you were to go to my Facebook page um, and see what's on there now, it would be a combination on any given week of business and uh, my life and my children, 
Um, it could be uh, an event that has happened. It could be something as simple as an observation. So if somebody is a friend of mine on Facebook specifically, they're gonna get a real glimpse into Kelly Holmes' personal life, okay? As, as well as her professional life. And that might attract or based on the fact that they're not an Oakland Raider fan, repel, uh, <laughs> might attract or repel certain people and might help us either build a relationship or certainly not start one or end one, perhaps even, depending on who you are, okay? Um, but that it can help it, that in that way, social media can help build some relationships. But if you're there really strictly to build your business, you want the correct LinkedIn page, you want the correct business page on Facebook, you wanna do the ads and the, there's many different social media outlets. We just had a great social media expert at our 15th anniversary team's big event celebration last week. And, and he was just phenomenal in laying out the business approach, business growth approach to social media. Um, there's a lot that can be done that way. It can be very effective networking, but I don't think relationships are built online. I, I, although I know there's many marriages that have been built online. Um, I don't think necessarily a lot of the business relationships. I think oftentimes it does take, even if it's this kind of human uh, interaction that we're doing right here, you know, with, with seeing each other on Zoom. I think that uh, people like to know who they're doing business with. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I have made lots of significant connections on Twitter. Mm -hmm. That's my main network. And uh, ah, good for you. 200,000 of my 250 are on Twitter. Right. Um, and, you know, I'm just, I, I do pay attention and I don't push out by this and by that. Mm -hmm. um, is, so is social media part of the expertise of Team Referral Network? We do. Um, we have a chapter technician in each chapter of Team Referral Network. And we have each of our chapters engaged. We have a great strategic relationship with Meetup, which is a great social media platform uh, for networking. And so we do incorporate that into our um, each of our chapters and into our philosophy of helping them build and grow their chapters and their businesses. Um, also, each member gets their own um, web page, teamreferralnetwork.com. And we have a lot of search engine optimization and social media links that help them with their search engine optimization. And I know I actually sound like I, like what I I know what I'm talking about right now, and uh, and I don't. I just know it all magically somehow happens with the great people that we work with. <laughs> well, that's a good. Me, but it's true. Well, um, leadership is about defining your gaps and finding good people to fill them. Amen. <laughs> And we don't have to know everything, Kelly, to be successful. And that's uh, so you've given lots of tidbits here that I think are, are helpful for any leader running any kind of enterprise. Um, now, I'm sitting in a big gap. There's no team referral network in driving distance from me, even a day. Mm -hmm. so, Breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. So I can't play in your in your party, can I? Mm -hmm. uh, actually, you can. We have virtual teams as well. So maybe it's time to plug you into an online chapter. Um, or as a community member, we have, um, you're basically a member of the tribe uh, without the responsibility or opportunity of being part of one of the weekly chapter meetings. Um, and that's only until we come to your market space there, Hughes. So give me a, you know, give me a month or two and I'll, I'll whip up somebody there. You'll track me down, hunt me down. Um, all right. So there's people listening here that want to find out more. They go to teamreferralnetwork.com. Yes, yes. And there's a, a, it's a very friendly website. Um, it's a two-sided website. So for the general public, it is a marketing and branding site that's chock full of great information. 
We have a great 30-day um, uh, uh, free trial membership that they can sign up for. And uh, we have a free networking guide that I wrote um, a while back called Effective Networking. Is your networking not working? That they can download for free. And so a couple of freebies for them to check out and see what we're all about. And, uh, and then uh, you're also able to search where we do have um, team chapters, what markets we're in currently, or if we're, they're interested in bringing a market to their area. That's awesome. Awesome. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to give you the final, the final last hurrah here to, as we're ramping down and summarizing, uh, I'd like you to leave people with a, a thought or a tip or what's a primary strategy that people should be thinking about. But before we do that, is there anything that we didn't cover? Um, I'm sure there's a lot we did cover, but something significant that you'd like to talk about before we end this that, that would give people some, some particular ideas on how they can improve their networking? Yes, I'll tell you, I think one of the things that is a, um, a, a mistake that a lot of people make, and I see it consistently throughout any networking event that I attend, when people are communicating about who they are and what they do, they are very often networking to get that person's business. Just like you gave the example of the financial advisor saying, hey, I want to come up and meet you and I want to review all your finances. What you really want to do to be effective in networking and relationship marketing is to think about who that person knows. If you build a relationship and they hold you in such high regard that the opportunity comes for them to refer you to the important people in their lives, their family, their friends, their business associates, their clients, that is a far more meaningful way to build a business than to worry about whether I get your direct business tonight when I'm at this networking event with you. And so people look to go in and get business from networking, and I say you look to go in and get relationships from your networking. And your relationships have a far greater reach because on average, we have measures of influence over 250 people real influence, you know, decision-making influence. And some of us even more, Hugh, with your reach, it's thousands and thousands of people, okay? And so if I develop a relationship with somebody as influential as you, a leader like you, and you know, like, and trust me, when someone from your important circle of people needs my products or services, who are you going to think of? That's far more valuable than whether I have your personal business or not. And I want people to realize the greater relationship net that they're throwing out there is what's going to yield them results in truth in terms of results and business growth. That is so spot on. Um, I do find that cultivating relationships over time, I've had people I've met at conferences or whatever come back to me years later and remember me. And now they're ready for me. Right. I didn't, exactly. I didn't impress myself. I didn't hammer them real hard and try to close the sale. I cared about them. Like, I actually did some things right, Kelly. <laughs> Great to know, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. So this is a this is a part of of leadership interviews. This is a part of my podcast. Many of them are me talking about leadership principles. But Kelly Holmes has given us some really useful information today. You can uh, have a two way dialogue with me on hubaloopodcast.com. But we're talking one way now. I invite you to have two-way conversations and comment on it. And you can find the video on Facebook or LinkedIn, um, Kelly Holmes and Hugh Ballou talking about networking. I'm sure you'll be able to find it because it's out there. And as we depart 
shut down this interview and bring it to a close, Kelly, what's a tip or a parting thought you'd like to leave people with? Well, I want to teach them the power of two. And, and it's something that I do a lot of workshops on as I travel around the country speaking on networking. Um, when you are um, out networking and you've already set the strategy, you've researched the event, you know that you know where you're going, you know what your goals are in mind, just keep the power of two in mind. You just want to meet two of the types of people you're looking for. So generally there are people who can help you and can be collaborative and be a partner with you in your business and you with theirs. Um, but two is not an overwhelming number. I think we oftentimes become so overwhelmed with networking choices and the number of people at an event and how do I work the room? And if I'm an introvert or I'm shy, I don't know if I can work a room. And if I share with you to just say, you're gonna walk out of there with two very powerful connections. That's all you're really looking to do. Ask for help, meet somebody and say who you're looking to meet. Oftentimes they'll introduce you to that person, but just think of the power of two. It makes it much more bite-sized and palatable to go out there and do. This is actually a very successful way if you follow the formula uh, of follow-up and building a relationship and continuing the conversation to get the results you are looking for. So there you have it. Love it. Kelly Holmes, team, referralnetwork.com. Thank you for being with me today and sharing these great thoughts for our listeners. Thank you, Hugh. Mwah. Always wonderful to be with you. Same here, Kelly. Thanks for listening today to the Orchestrating Success Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to stay focused on ways to redefine leadership and increase your profit. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.